hold my hand till the feeling comes back. Anyway, everybody, hello and welcome to episode 103 of the Fetch Everyone Weekly Podcast. Fetch Everyone is a free website for runners, cyclists, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. Everything is free for everyone. Hello, everybody. Who was that? Who do you think it is? I think it's someone who's uh, been a contributor before, which always makes it a bit easier to to work out if you can remember what people sound like. I know who it is. Yeah, I know. We've just we've just discussed <laughs> it, haven't we? <laughs> of course you do. I would really hope that you do. Who's the Prime Minister, Katie? Don't answer. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway... I like to say at this point, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, uh, Spotify, on whatever, really. Mm. If you've got two tin cans and a bit of string, attach this podcast somewhere in that system. And visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to uh, leave your comments, questions and suggestions for the show, including asking me what on earth was I doing when I said forward slash in that funny voice. Mm. I don't even know what I was doing. So. It sounds like a Scottish accent to me. I don't know. I'm thinking more like Dracula. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't know. Mm. Leave us your ideas there mm. on, on what it is that I'm going on about. Um, I'm joined here by the lovely Katie. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> I think you're doing that voice because we watched um, What We Do in the Shadows. Where we stand in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, which is a Taika Waititi film um, about vampires. It's like a, it's like a documentary, documentary following a group of um, vampires that live together of varying yeah. ages, and uh, it's quite funny. It's quite quirky. Yeah, it was. I think it's. I read somewhere that it, it was his sort of breakthrough. Um, yeah. directing or writing yeah. um, movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. He plays one of the vampires. Yeah. Um, he's very good. He's he's excellent, actually. He's excellent in everything that he does, in, in my opinion. But um, Yeah. Yeah, he's very funny in this, this film. So you've got a free trial of Amazon Prime at the moment, haven't you? So mm-hmm. um, it's on there for free at the moment if, you've, if you get a trial or if you pay yeah. for Amazon Prime, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we also watched something called Mindhorn. Yeah. That was a bit bit weird as well. I found that one a bit sort of TV movie-ish and not in a brilliant way, but it was still... It was I supposed to be it. TV movie though, wasn't it? It, it was it, spoofing TV movie. Yeah, but at the same time, it was in itself a little bit TV movie-ish. It, I mean, I think it was spoofing kind of those kind of 70s... Uh, yeah, that kind of program from the seventies, where mm. like there's a, a detective with a twist, or a you know, um, yeah. and but yeah, it was yes, it was all right. Mm. Yeah, and the other film we watched was Pet Cemetery. We did these all in one day, didn't we? These three. Yeah. Um, Good yeah. times. Mm. Anyway, lockdown watching. Yeah. Both took a big deep breath and looked at each other. Then, what? What do you want to talk about your training? Uh, yeah, why not? So, um, so I did a run on Tuesday morning, um, and then I got jabbed on Wednesday. Oh yeah, um, that stopped so, you pretty much in your tracks, didn't it? Really? Well, it it gave me cause to to what a few days of just sort of mm. lying on the sofa, going, oh, I can't, I can't really be bothered. Mm. Um, so. Um, the interesting bit about my, my jab was that I turned up to the, the place where, you know, it was like a local gym where they'd repurposed it. Mm. And, uh, have they, you explained to the people what type of jab you, you've had? It was a coronavirus jab. Yes. It was the AstraZeneca one for, for mm. a bit more detail. But, um, so I turned up at the place and it was surrounded by fire engines. Mm. Um, it was quite a warm day. I'm not sure that, whether that had anything to do with it. Um, but one of the solar panels on their roof had caught fire. Um, mm. 
just not what you want from a solo it's not panel. Really, is it? No. So I don't know what the problem was. Um, I uh, didn't want to interrupt the fire fire people to check on their uh, no um, their reasoning. Um, but anyway, they so they I thought I'm not going to get my jab today. It's not going to happen. But then they they flung open the doors and um, it all happened really quickly. And I think I was only about fifteen minutes later than the advertised appointment time. Mm. So I got my jab and then um, I was fine for the rest of the day. Um, and then the following day I woke up and I thought, oh, I feel a little bit like I'm getting a cold. And so I was a little bit sort of fuzzy headed um, mm. for the rest of that, for the rest of Thursday. Didn't really get a lot done. Not a great deal anyway. No. Um, and then sort of, I definitely had an early bedtime, but perhaps you should fill everybody in because mm. I can't really remember. I think what was, what was happening mainly was that you'd... You'd actually do quite well, and then I'd look around and you'd just be asleep on the sofa, like, <laughs> under, like several, a under several blankets. Um, so that happened on Thursday for sure. You really did sort of conk out very suddenly. You cooked yeah. our dinner. Yeah. You cooked a lovely Thai green curry, and then you cooked out. Yeah. yeah. It seemed to be food was a bit of a thing. You'd eat food, and then you'd just be gone, like... Yeah, the extra work involved in digesting was yeah. too much for my system and it shut down. But then on Friday we did a really lovely walk with wine legs plus dog um, and we did, that was a good eight mile up and up to the Greensands Ridge and back. Yeah. And you did that and we had that was fine. And we, lovely we coffee had... and cake at the little place in Cardington. Yeah. I chatted to the former chairman of QPR in the car park who was there mm. with his uh, 16-year-old Yorkshire Terrier. Yes. Um, Rosie. Yeah. And then I came home, did some DIY, um, needed some drilling to put up pictures and a headboard and a lamp. Mm. So I sorted all that out. And then we had takeaway on that night. Mm. And then I think it was... Straight after the takeaway. I mean, I was full of chips. Mm. I mean, full of chips. Yeah. Um, and then immediately asleep for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but then I rallied again. And I think Saturday I was pretty much back to normal. You so. did have a bit of a sofa time on Saturday as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in our sample of N equals one Welsh hairy people. Yeah. Called Ian Williams. <laughs> Uh, we found that it was a, the food that was the final sort of thing that would set you off into it needing a little bit of rest. Yeah. If you've had the AstraZeneca on a Tuesday. On a Wednesday, surrounded by Wednesday, fire people. With fire, yeah. So yeah. if all of those things, if you tick all of those boxes, then you'll, yeah. That's what you That's, that's what, what you can get. expect. Yeah. yeah. In general, though, most people I've spoken to have said, oh, yeah, I felt a, a bit a bit fuzzy for a couple of days yeah. and then I'm fine again. Yeah. And it's better than the alternative. Yeah. That's the, that <laughs> the go-to phrase. That is definitely the go-to phrase. I'd like to take this moment to say thank you to the people doing this job of the vaccinating and the car park marshals and the people that tap you your info into the computer and give you your sticker. And we've got quite a few fetchies doing it, haven't we? Yeah. We've got, uh, people that I can think of off the top of my head is Hell's Bells. Little Miss Happy. Anyone else out there in Fetchland doing this? Thank you. I know that yeah. there's quite a few people doing other jobs around the place, but um, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I was I was really excited going, um, and I was really just super determined to be mm. really happy and positive um, because I wanted all those people who were helping out to know that yeah. like just how grateful I am yeah. really and we all are for yeah. all of this happening doing an so, awesome job as well I mean we really are yeah. getting through this vaccination program amazingly yeah it's incredible so yeah yeah Good and work. ever since then my 5g signal has been <laughs> off the charts <laughs> not really oh. that's just an internet lie isn't it yeah. Yeah. So, um, so no running for a couple of days, but then on Sunday morning I got out and it was a a lovely morning, a little bit crisp, mm. um, and that's just me. 
um, and I did nearly six miles. So, um, awesome. and that, you know, my legs felt great after that. So all good. Fingers crossed for a, yeah. a continuing return. Um, and 14 and a bit, 14 and a half miles of walking. Very so, good. Yeah, eight and then four and then another couple of bits and bobs here and there. Um, just enjoying it and really enjoying getting away from crowds, crowds, everything. But that's enough about me. What about you? Yeah, I've had a pretty good week. Um, I have actually walked a total of 26 miles. That's my logged walking miles. I don't log every single bit of my walking. Um, but um, yeah, I'm really pleased with that. So the eight miles was a really good one because I think we were out for over three hours on our feet. So that was great. Um, We had a really, um, it was a really nice walk. It kind of involved a lovely cafe. Uh, This was the day after the eight miles. We, again, we were with wine legs plus dog, um, but we also had Jigs and Mrs. Jigs with us. And that was a big treat because we haven't seen them for a few months and uh, it was just so nice. And everything kind of just went really well. The weather was perfect for it. The cafe that we went to had lovely cake. The walk that we did was amazing and even involved the cutest and most confident little lamb you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) We went into a field of... Do you mean me? (laughs) Yeah, we went into a field of um, sheep and lambs and we had all of our, we had all three dogs with us uh, on this occasion and we had all of them on the lead, of course, Um, and there was a a, a grown-up sheep (laughs) and and, uh, she presumably had several lambs around her, but one of them just kind of broke away and it was the smallest of the lambs and it just came trotting towards us as if like you're the was, farmer. It's as if we, it was the most natural thing in the world to just like come and say hello. And um, so this little lamb came over, actually managed to have a little stroke from wine legs and possibly I think even um, Mrs. Jiggs got to give her a little bit of a pat or a stroke. And it was just kind of surreal. We we wondered whether, it, one of our theories was that Stephen looks a bit like a, a grown-up sheep. <laughs> So we did wonder whether the lamb was sort of mistaking him for for one of his own. But um, it was a very cute moment, wasn't it? And then slightly later on in the walk, there was a, a, a minor concerning moment. Um, we looked up in the sky and there were two kites circling <laughs> and, and Katie's dog at that point decided that she wanted to be really nice and close to yeah. us. Because <laughs> she's just about... Do you think she you look yeah. like if you got your claws around her back, you could carry her off to your to She's, your eerie? She does have a secret weapon though, because she looks like a small dog yeah. from above, but she has a, a quite a nice big belly yeah. <laughs> weighing her down. <laughs> so she's she's a good uh, four and a half kilos, my little dog. Yeah. Um, Just to put that in perspective, like you know, what household object would you <laughs> compare her to in terms of weight? Um, I'm looking around. Um, don't know, like maybe um, m- maybe of, the Virgin box, you know the. Um, or four and a half one kilo bags of sugar. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously that's an easy one, isn't it? Really. <laughs> an extremely full kettle, I'd say. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. She is an extremely full kettle, but. Um, I think I think the kite probably would have struggled, but they yeah. were, there were definitely a pair of them circling over the top of us, looking interestedly at her. So, um, but we kept her close and, and we managed to hold on to her. Yeah, it was a really lovely walk. It was very quiet. We saw, I think, a couple of other people and the dogs all got along and yeah, it was great. Yeah. So good week all in all. Yeah, good so week of walking. What, what else did you do? Um, I did a run walk earlier on in the week. Um, I'm just trying to keep um, at least one kind of run or run walk in there just to sort of you know, keep my eye in with the running. Um, I don't want to have to start from scratch again if I am going to start again. Um, so at least I'll be I'll be starting from a sort of three-mile run-walk base. Um, did a couple of swims. Swimming has been lovely. It's been so nice. It's amazing the difference having sunshine makes, even if the air temperature is sort of showing up as quite cold. So Sunday morning, my car temperature was saying four degrees for air temperature, 
and the water I think was around 10, 10, 11, something like that. But getting changed afterwards and getting into my layers, I didn't need all of the layers that I'd taken. So a whole layer of clothing didn't go on, which is kind of really unheard of when you're getting out of that sort of cold water. Um, and I could quite happily have sat there and enjoyed my cup of tea sitting in the sunshine watching the other swimmers, but I just we were under a bit of time pressure um, yesterday, so I couldn't do that. Um, so yeah, the swimming has been beautiful and it's really lovely, although the water's not clear at the moment, when the sun is on it, it's just a really lovely colour. It's like a, mm. a a greeny, bluey, kind of almost limey, greeny. I can't even describe it. It's amazing. It's really lovely. Um, so yeah, and I was talking to another swimmer who she was asking me about earplugs for dizziness. So I found a few years ago that um, the first couple of swims of the year, I got out of the water and I was just like a baby deer. I couldn't you know, I was very dizzy. I was kind of, a, it was really hard getting out even of the water because I was just so dizzy and um, kind of feeling like the world was moving around me. And someone had said to me, I'll try earplugs. And I thought, I just can't understand how that's going to help at all. But it instantly stopped me having any dizziness. Um, so I, I was, guess because your eardrums are, yeah. you use them to detect stuff. Yeah. changes in pressure and whatnot that yeah. change your altitude and all sorts of... I think there's all sorts of weird things going on around. So because where, where the sort of nerves are around your head and face and neck, but also the fact that, you know, you do use your ears for balance, but you wouldn't think that there would be a connection through to that point, and then perhaps there isn't, but maybe just having that extreme coldness on mm. them and they're near to... The, this sort of really important sensory organ. Anyway, I'm using earplugs for me, I don't know the absolute science behind it, but it totally solved that issue. Um, but the other thing that she was mentioning to me, is, and again, this is not something I know, but apparently using earplugs helps with the ice cream head as well. So I don't know whether, because I've used earplugs for so long, I don't know whether my ice cream head would be worse without them because I, I always use them. Um, but I do notice that I can get my head in and swim heads down quite quickly at the moment in mm. comparison to other people. So I'm wondering whether my earplugs are helping me with that. And I'm aware of ice cream head. I get an achy forehead for sure when I mm. do my first bit of swimming, but it's something I can overcome and do. And I, so that was interesting. It's not something that I knew about that earplugs, cold water, stopped or eased ice cream head. Cool. Whatever so another you... little factoid there. Yeah. But again, anyone know anything about that? I'd love to hear from you because I don't know the, the truth of it. It was just something that we were, we were chatting over text after our swims yesterday and she was asking me about which earplugs I use because she'd been very dizzy after the swim. Um, so yeah. Um, and we'll just gloss over the yoga. I've only done one. Well, that was very quickly glossed. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so that's my training. I'm pr I'm really pleased. I want to, before the end of April, I'd like to do a ten mile walk. Uh, so we need to sort of think about where we're going to fit that in. If you're going to do it with me, because we've not got a great deal of time. We've got a lot of April left. We've got not, like a yeah. ten or eleven days. Exactly. Worth. So I need to get that sorted. Um. And other than that, I'm pretty happy with how it's all going. Cool. Yeah. FetchEveryone.com Probably the coziest podcast in the world. Well, as I explained a bit earlier in the in the the show, is it a show? Not that, really. It makes it sound as though like no. you know, we're putting some kind of effort into it. But, um, it's not a show. Yeah. Because that would, no. That feels wrong. Performance? No. <laughs> Well, as as our lovely jingle from Happy G says, it's just a cosy podcast. It's a cosy chat. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Let's have a cosy chat, everybody. Yeah. FetchEveryone.com. Probably the coziest podcast in the world. Um, so I'm here to tell you about the site features. There aren't many of them this week because of my job. Um, but I've been... Uh, so first thing is that I announced the ProViz um supporter of our 
I'm not saying that very well, but you know what I mean? So the castle's challenge, you can have the you can have the possibility of Oh my, my, my word. Someone just I think it's the jab. You I think it's the up, jab, you know. <laughs> you need to up your performance. I'm sorry, yeah. Let's start again. Okay. So in the castle challenge, you now have the opportunity to win a hundred quids worth of ProViz goodies. Um, you don't even need to finish the challenge, so you don't need to do the full 600 miles. Every 50 miles you knock off, you get a badge, and each one of those is a ticket in the hat to win um, some Provis goodies, and we will announce a winner at the end of September. So hopefully, if it all goes well, you'll have 12 tickets in the hat, and you'll be sitting at fetch towers at the end of the challenge. But if not, you'll have some tickets in there. Um, so... That's one thing that I was alluding to last week, but now it's actually, actually happening. Um, and just to have a look, we've got um, lime green jelly is still out in front by some forty-one miles. Whoa! Um, she's just gone through checkpoint five, which is Ludlow Castle. Wow! Um, but then there's I think eight fetchies who've reached checkpoint four, and then a whole bunch more that are. Uh, you know, just a little bit further down the field. Mm. Um, and I got my first uh, checkpoint um, on our walk on Saturday. So I made it to Caffilly Castle in the end. Um, and I'm just 1.3 miles behind Darwin now. So um, that's good. And what about you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm 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 ahead of Darwin. Yeah. Um, and I've gone through one checkpoint. So I've done Caffilly. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, me and the people that I follow, um, yeah, I I can sort of. There's none of us are sort of streaking wildly into the sort of checkpoints three, four, and five, um, but yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And what's your street view looking like today? Well, uh, I couldn't look at it on my phone, which you know about, because it kept taking me to logging in to Google. Oh, I've got some. <laughs> What looks like someone's washing. Oh, excellent. So on one side, it's the usual sort of thing, really. On one side of my view, there's some trees and what looks like a field in the background. It's all really lovely. And then on the other side, there's um, some sort of um, low-rise flats, I'd call them. Because yeah. they're like, they're only three floors. Um, and then on the fence outside the flats, there's a whole load of washing hung out. Awesome. Well, I've, I'm in... Um... I'm in Pont of Frith at the moment, um, which is somewhere where I used to go and play. And that's where I used to go and play cricket in yeah. the nets over the winter when I was uh, when I was a young'un. Um, so there's a nice there's a nice phone box in my view today, and a post box, and some kind of weird biscuit of grass underneath my feet. Biscuit of grass. Yeah, it's kind of like a like I'm standing on a massive Weetabix of grass. Mm. I really don't know. I think they've. Their, their matching algorithm has somehow messed up. So if you if you click the little glasses view on um, next to me, mm-hmm. um, and then just sort of look as though you're looking at your feet with the street view, and you'll see what I mean. Not yet. I'll have to do that in a bit. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be on that point for the rest of today. So if yeah. anybody listens to this podcast and wants to check out my Weetabix, uh, <laughs> you're more than welcome. Um, but I'm still enjoying the challenge. Um, it is getting me logging my walking and, yeah. and doing a bit more, and we're just really enjoying yeah. being out, so that's nice. And, yeah. um, it got quite competitive on um, Saturday morning, didn't it, between two fetchies in particular. Yeah. I think I'm just going to name and shame them. I don't. It's, actually, it's not really shaming. Naming and something them. Naming and faming. Uh, no, Mrs. Jigs and Wine Legs were getting, because they're quite close on the leaderboard. So there was a little bit of uh, trash talking going on and, and kind of like, uh, yeah. when, when we went to walk back to our to where we'd parked our cars, uh, Mrs. Jigs just felt like accompanying us back to the cars and logging those miles. And, yeah, and Jigs even yeah. suggested that if she started walking back through the village towards home he could pick her up on the way if she wanted to get a few extra miles so uh, yeah she's currently uh, 14 miles ahead of wine legs there so uh, yeah. we might re- report in on that next week to let you know how, how yeah. they're doing 
Um, and you've mentioned as well that we were at the Giddy Goat Cafe in Risley and we did our walk from there and came back to there. And you've mentioned that um, another fetchy was there over the weekend, running mum of three boys was there. Yeah, I, so I looked in the gallery um, today. I always sort of check it to make sure no one's uploaded anything horrible. Um, <laughs> and there is a picture of... Um, it's not running mum of three boys, but I think it's uh, her um, her friend um, and with some bikes and they're outside the giddy goat. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was a bit disappointed that they, they'd run out of the, the cake that I originally wanted. But oh, the yes. one that I got in the end was pretty nice as well. Yeah. Um, so that's a nice little recommendation and it's a really yeah. lovely walk around there. So. Yeah, really good. Yeah. It's worth looking at um, Running Mum's picture just for um, her friend's shorts. Oh, yes. Yes, they are. They're wild. And I know that Running Mum watches and listens to the podcast, so... I watch the podcast every week. Please pass on our compliments. Yes. His shorts. Amazing. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Um, What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, slight features. Yeah, well, that's me done, really. Are you done? Yeah, I slapped a bit. You did. You yes. did. Under blankets. Shall we just quickly talk through the comments that we've had on the podcast thread this week? Yeah, why not? We were de- definitely put in our, uh, very much in our place about narrow boats. Mm-hmm. No, that's not fair. No one said it in a horrible way. We asked what they were called. So it, anyway, narrow boats. We were schooled. How about that? We were schooled. Yeah. I think I would still probably, first and foremost, call, call it a canal boat, but that's probably wrong, and I don't know whether that's a childhood thing, but that is probably wrong. Well, you were calling them long boats. So, like, yes. Yeah. So, what are you going on about? <laughs> it's really great living with a pedant. <laughs> Go on, correct how I said it. It's pronounced pedant. Right. Um, uh, yeah, it's great. I really enjoy it. <laughs> It's wonderful, Fetchies. So I was saying to um, uh, Mrs. Jiggs and Wine Legs during our walk that we do have an occasional argument, don't we, love? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. We need one of those jingles for like this bit. Like, zip, zip, zippity, zip, that one. FetchEveryone.com Probably the coziest podcast in the world. Speaking of which, one of the comments was, nice segue, thank you. No worries. Yeah. Uh, Minardi mentioned that I hadn't put zips in room 101, but I think if I was to put zips in, it would be very specifically the sound of zips in Whilst a campsite. Yeah. Yeah. So They're massive ones Because well, zips are quite useful generally. I really like the zip, for example, on my wetsuit. Mm. Uh, which has become inexplicably, I don't know what this is about, more difficult to, to do up. I mean, I don't know Weird. how that's possible. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's connected to my cake levels. I, no. No, I'm no sure it couldn't not. possibly be, no. Lockdown no, plus perimenopause zips... plus... <laughs> In what way are zips and cake related? Like, <laughs> I mean, they've both got four letters, but... Oh. True. That's probably it. Ah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, but I would be quite specific about that if I was putting them in room 101. Um, quite a few people were sharing their hatred of small confined spaces, which yeah. I can relate to. I think you can probably relate to that a bit as well. Yeah. Um, so Lynn's Mandy Muth, the Scribbler and Half Pipe were all saying the same thing, really. Just brings them out in a bit of a cold sweat at the thought of it all. I can't say I love the idea of potholing. No. Or anything like that. Um, the birds with the Welsh accent, do you want to explain this? I'm not sure. It, I don't know whether it needs any explanation. I mean, they, they were as they were. They... We've always, for some reason, whenever we've seen birds and we've attributed voices to them, it has always been Welsh. And I think it started one day when there was a either a pigeon or possibly a seagull kind of coming around looking for crumbs from picnics and you started off yeah i gave it the old johnny morris yeah um so that might be it but anyway um we'd like to thank very much fun and flyer for bringing some good nagging to the thread uh, (laughs) regarding contributions because we have got some contributions this week so that has worked we've got several haven't we in fact yes we have yeah 
Um, and I would like to personally our thank... Our enforcer. Our enforcer, yes. Um, I would like to personally thank Chunky Wizard for reminding me to order some hand sanitizer. So thank you, because I do need to do that for my clinic. I'm getting a bit low. And I want to That's get... That's a very the... useful service that he provides. Very <laughs> useful. So I, I don't know about anyone else, but I prefer a um, bit of a connoisseur now of hand sanitizer, as I'm sure lots of you are. But there's the sort of slimy one that you get sometimes and you you're rubbing it in you're rubbing it in you're rubbing it in you could rub it up your arms couldn't you because you put a tiny bit on your hands and it's so slimy it goes everywhere the one that i want to get is the type that's more liquidy and rubs in quickly to your hands so it's not quite hasn't got such of a, a slime feel to it more of a water feel to it yeah and it dries out nice and quickly so any recommendations I'd very much appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I like the sort of squidgy feeling one. Do because you? Because I feel like that does... It covers. That goes into my hands quite nicely. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think you see, the problem is, is I, I give people some hand sanitizer. Yeah. They rub it into their hands and then I'm handing them a mask to put on. Yeah. So... so you need to either it wait It would be or... nice for it to, to rub in reasonably quickly for yeah. them because otherwise they're then putting a mask on with freshly and still quite wet slimy sanitized mm. hands which can be a bit unpleasant yeah. it's always a bit of a lottery if you have to go somewhere where they've got a little pump yes you don't know how quick it's going to come out of, like or yeah. what kind they've got yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. We'll look back on this conversation and think, what on earth were we talking well, about? Well, I but hope we, we do. do that, probably do that most weeks about most subjects, mm. I would say. Indeed. Yeah. Anyway, have you got any highlights? Thanks, everyone, for your comments, by the way. That was great. I brought a note from my mum <laughs> this week because right. I haven't got any highlights. I'm sorry. Okay. The dog ate them. You've just had a bit of a... An unconscious week, really, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. Oh, just to fill you in, though, we did mention that um, Stephen had gone off to have his uh, teeth looked at mm. last week. Um, and I just wanted to report that he's doing well. Um, he had to have some teeth taken out, but um, he's enjoyed a week of having soft food. Um, mm. He's come on the eight-mile walk with us and the four-mile walk, and mm. he's been on the run with Katie this morning. So yeah. he's... He's back to his usual chipper self after a couple of days of being yeah. under the blanket with me. Um, well, one of the things that happened on the walk today, which <laughs> kind of made me go, oh, okay. He's always had this habit of chewing his lead when he gets excited. Oh, yeah. And when it happened today, it kind of, there was a little light bulb moment in my head. And I thought, I wonder whether that has been something that has aggravated his teeth over the years. Um, because he has done it, and no, you're looking at me in a really. I don't think way. so. No, I think it's just the general kind of, you know, what goes into a dog's mouth is not always the most pleasant thing, and they don't tend to, yeah, clean their teeth all that often. No. Um. Anyway, when he did that today, I was sort of like carefully extricating the lead from his mouth, thinking well, he's still going to be quite sore a week on, so. Um, yeah, and just having to be quite sort of firm command-wise with him about not doing that, thank you, please. Um, but yeah, he was he was really perky on the run today. He did some, he was doing some nice running with me on the lead. He was being very well behaved, and I let him off for a bit. And he, yeah, he didn't roll in anything revolting that I saw, so that's good. Good, awesome. Um, yeah, well, I've got a highlight. I was going to highlight this this thread called Wrong Answers Only, which I think is one of those threads that can just give you a little a little smile, just lift the corners of your mouth a little bit because it is it is quite funny just to have a little read through, and they're all nice little short posts, so it's not so sort of got anything complicated. If you want something to look at that's going to make you smile, Wrong Answers Only, and the idea is is that you you. You answer the question that's been posted before, but you don't give the right answer. So that's kind of like where the comedy comes in. And then you ask your own question. Yeah. And I see it's already hit 200 posts. And I think it only started yesterday so or the day before. Yeah. So yeah. Do more. So I thought I'd highlight that one. And that's me. That's my highlight. Cool. Good one. Mm. And mine will, uh, mine's being put off till next week. Yes. So thank you very much for your understanding. So we've got some fetchies now, haven't we? We do. Which so uh, thanks to everybody for 
contributing and to Fen and Flyer for encouraging them to do mm-hmm. so. Um, first up, we've got Minardi, who I think is enjoying listening to the pigeons in the wood. Morning, Fetchies. This is Minardi on a long run this morning, Saturday morning. Beautiful morning. Don't know if you can hear the wood pigeons and the other tweetery things. Just a minute. Oh, and the distant droning of fields, tractors, I think, at work. Don't know if you could hear those, but there you go. Trust me, it's beautiful here. I found a little path I've never been on before. Seems to be part of the Greenwich Meridian Trail. Um, So I think I'm halfway between the road that goes to Frampton Marsh Bird Reserve and um, a path that runs along the wash, the other side of the wash to which I normally run. I'm thinking if I carried on following it, I'd probably end up at Fosdyke Bridge for those of you in the know. But I'm hoping to follow it as far as the nature reserve and then pop back down onto the road because my poor ankles will only take so much off-road. Okay, Fetchies, hope you're having a lovely Saturday morning run, except it's not Saturday morning when you listen to this, but you can pretend if you're still lying in bed. I haven't got a clue what time it is. Anyhow, nice talking to you, Fetchies. Speak soon. Bye. Thanks, Minardi. That made me look up the Greenwich Meridian Trail, and it looks really interesting, actually, and I can see how it comes right past one side of the wash. Um, I love it when you find a little path that you didn't know about before and it's really pretty and and, and that's really what we're enjoying a lot about the walking that we're doing at the moment is taking different footpaths and sort of zigzagging over similar areas actually but just you know coming across at different points and footpaths that just head off in different directions it's been really really lovely to do that. The, The walk that we did on Saturday is actually um, suggested more or less by the cafe that we went to as well. So if you go to the Giddy Goat Cafe, you can see the walk more or less that we did. Um, but yes, thank you very much. And I know exactly what you mean about ankles and off-road because the river path at the moment, which is one of my favourite places to go with Stephen for a run, is hard, really, really hard-baked mud that has been baked hard in lots of kind of rutted and kind of um, deep deep holes and then the little ridges and everything and I was really having to watch my ankles today as we were popping along there so yeah totally get that. Yeah I'm the same with my calves and off-road I sort of think that it's a bit of extra work for them to be doing at the moment but Mm. um, I like the sound of uh, tweetery things Mm. Um, they sounded pretty cool. Um, We'll try and um, like increase the sound in that portion just to see if we can uh, mm. see what we can eke out of, of of the sound in the background um and i also looked up the greenwich meridian trail as well and it's the sort of thing that appeals to me to try and go in a in a straight line from one place to somewhere else um it reminds me of uh some youtube videos that i watched with my boy um where there was a guy who who was trying to cross wales in a in a perfectly straight line which involved quite a little bit of um, getting through prickly hedges and um, a little bit of sort of going onto people's property to sort of run through the corners of their gardens and that sort of thing. Mm. So um, probably a bit naughty, but um, it was, uh, you know, from an adventure point of view, it was it was quite interesting to watch. So, um, yeah, nice one. And I absolutely agree with Katie that finding a new path somewhere mm. is is the biggest delight, really. Yeah. Definitely. Love it. We've got uh, two more contributions. The next one comes from ITG and she'd like to encourage you all to join in with the Couch to Swimming 5K. Cool. Hi Fetchies, this is ITG calling your attention to the Couch to 5K Swim Challenge. This is an initiative of the UK Outdoor Swimming Society who've developed a training plan based on land-based training, seven weeks of training in the water three times a week, polished off with a 5K swim. It doesn't have to be open water and you can do it anywhere, but the aim is to complete 5k without stopping. 
It's aimed at people with a reasonably competent front crawl, but the plan includes drills to improve your stroke. It's not suited for absolute beginners, and if you're new to open water, then it's important to put safety first. Go to a supervised location or in a group with a confident spotter. In that sense, it's not quite couched to 5k as, well, a confident 400 metres to 5k. But there's nothing to stop you using the next few weeks to build up your basic front crawl and then starting the 5k plan. I've set up a virtual event in the Fetch race listings for 14th August, set in my local pool of course, but you don't have to log your swim on that day. There's also a forum thread with a link to the Outdoor Swimming Society plan and for encouragement, motivation and advice as we all work towards our target. Also, whispers, there's a 5k swim badge and lots of interim distance badges out there. Terms and conditions apply, no responsibility is taken for losses including personal injury, material losses, pure economic losses and moral losses incurred through participation in this event. All participants are obligated to follow local laws and regulations in place at all times, including but not limited to property, health and safety and pandemic prevention and response. Uh, thanks ITG, that sounds like a, a, a definite challenge that I'm sure some people will be taking up. Um, I've just been sort of trying to work out um, what my longest swim was and, and how far I'd be from, from 5k. Um, and I'm doing about a mile and a half in an hour when I was last at the, the swimming pool. So, um, yeah, could I do double that? I don't know, but I suppose if I followed a plan and obeyed all of the uh, disclaimers at the end. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I think it's it does just take the effort of following a plan and and doing the stuff. I'm just looking at the um the week one of the of the couch to five k plan on the um outdoor swimming society website, which is linked from um. So just to um say again, the um the thread uh is called five k swim challenge any takers. So that's the thread on fetch. Um, I've just signed up to watch that thread and said hello on there. Um, and then there are links just in the thread description to take you to the Outdoor Swimming Society Couch to 5K um, website and um, to see the plan. So I just had a quick look at week one. And um, just to give you an idea of what week one is about, you get a continuous 12-minute swim to start right. with. So, And it's just like trying to get a rhythm, um, keep your breathing under control of the things that are suggested for the, for the, for the first one. And then continuous 10 minute swim, but doing some drills. And in this particular one, they're looking at, um, clenched fist drill, uh, which is literally exactly what it sounds like. So instead of having an open hand, you have a clenched fist and just doing that drill for quite short periods of time. Um, so just sort of 30 seconds at a time. And what's the what's the deal with that one there? Is it to sort of um, make you fully aware of the benefits of having your hand in the right position yeah, now? It yeah. does. It gives you it gives you an idea of um, sort of feel for the water. Yeah. Um, so it was what I was trying to say last week and I ended up saying that I was feeling myself in the water. Yes. Um, <laughs> so getting a feel for the water and how your hand and arm are moving through it, it does give you an idea of the difference between having that open hand and having a clenched fist yeah. and the difference that it feels like. I mean, really when you're, when you're pulling through on your, on your stroke, it should be sort of from the whole of the arm, from the elbow down to the fingers that are actually pushing the water back. Mm. Um, so, but clenching the fist just gives you an idea of what a difference it makes to have yeah. the, the open hand or the clenched fist. I suppose um, it also <clears> makes <throat> you realise if you if you take your hand out of the equation, what your forearm exactly. is, is bringing to the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's giving you an idea of of those things really, um, and then opening up the hand and feeling the difference. And mm. yeah, um, so that's a good one. And then the the third drill of the week is um, 12 minutes of swimming and aiming to breathe on both sides. So those three sessions actually sound really excellent for a start a week to me. Um, they also encourage you for your third session to, to think about what you kind of felt in the second session with the clenched fist drill um, and, and what that meant to you about your hand and forearm and how it was feeling pulling through the water. So it is quite good to just focus almost on one little bit and, and just keep your mind on that because if you try and think about too much, mm. um, it can get just mind-blowing really. So, And that's just week one and it sounds really doable to me. So 
you know, if you think the aim at the end of this is to do a 5k continuous swim, it's pretty amazing to look at that first week and think, well, I could probably do that. You know, probably anyone would look at that and go, well, I could probably do that. I mean, unless you're a complete beginner to swimming, in which case, obviously, you're going to need to start with some some swim lessons. But um, yeah, excellent. So thanks very much, ITG. I'm going to come onto the thread, watch that and see if I can build up to 5k through this summer. I mean, I'm, I have done 5k before, um, but it, whenever you're starting from a period of having had a layoff from whatever sport that you've, you normally do, you always feel a bit like, gosh, did I really do that swim before that long swim? So, um, at the moment I'm doing chunks of about half a mile in the lake. Um, yeah. I mean, you're also confined by the temperature as well. you yeah. Getting cold. Yeah. And I haven't fancied going to the pool, so I'd probably do my drills in open water. Mm. Um, and what's really nice about this is that, you know, week one, which they're suggesting would be from the 3rd to the 9th of May. Um, so we've even got a couple of weeks before it sort of starts, starts. Um, you know, the water is going to be warmer outside. And, uh, you know, I will perhaps feel like doing a little bit of, of, of that. So that's good. So anyway, have a little look at that. Thank you very much, ITG. That's great. And also, just one last thing on that. If you ever decide that you'd like to record some disclaimers for the end of the Fetch podcast, um, and feel free to make them up, um, then uh, we'd love to have those on the end. And finally, we've got a contribution from Elsie too, and she's been simultaneously playing Who Squares Wins and Chasing the Dragon. Hi Fetches, it's Elsie Two here. I've just come out for a walk after finishing work. I've come, some of you might know it, the the Oakley 20 route. I'm just by the Oakley Bridges. Just upstream of the bridges, there's a weir, which you can probably hear. It's a gorgeous sunny day. And I'm currently in a Who, Who Squares Wins match against Silver Shadow. So I need to get my squares walked. She beat me last week, so... I need to uh, get some more squares in this week to see if I can beat her. It was very close last week, just a few squares in it. Um, but we, she, I challenged her and then she challenged me. So that's a couple of badges that we've earned ourselves and a bit of fun trying to outwalk each other. I also thought I'd better get out again this, af- this afternoon because my lunchtime walk, I ended up right underneath Darwin. He was sat on me. And I'm a bit worried that he was going to burp after his dinner and burn me. So I decided that I should uh, have another walk after work to move a little bit further on. So that's a couple of the games that I'm in at the minute. Uh, I'm still trying to do trader, but I can't be doing with this day trading lark. So I'm just slowly creeping up the points there. Uh, What else? Fetch point I'm not really into at the minute because where I'm living, it's... It's just too difficult to get out of out of the circle to squish the bugs. There's only about four different routes that I can take. Um, and some of those are on roads without pavements that you don't really want to. Um, but yeah, enjoying the challenge of battling Silver Shadow at Who Squares Wins and definitely enjoying trying to keep ahead of Darwin. I'm not sure how long I'll manage that. But for now, I am... Well, by the time I get home and log this walk, I will be just ahead of him. So that's good. Take care, fetches. Bye. Thanks, um, Elsie. I've been on that bridge quite a few times, actually, either doing Oakley 20 or marshalling Oakley 20 or walking with you, in fact. And it's a really, really pretty, pretty bridge. Very kind of um, old brickwork. And some of it got a bit damaged during the um, December floods around here. Um, and when I was last there with Elsie, the massive tree trunks and bits of wood that had basically come down on the flood water were still sort of all lined up behind the, the metal fence, which is next to the bridge. So it really is a pretty place to go and start a walk from, for sure. Um, but it's really great to hear about all the different games. I'm the same with Fetchpoint at the moment. My Well, I'm not the same in that where I live is not the issue. The issue for me at the moment is that I've just gone so negative um, that it would be hard to come back from that point and I don't want to restart again because I know it will all happen again. So um, 
I, I'm not really doing that, but I have just signed up for Conquer Size. Um, yeah. And on Saturday after our walk, the um, the zones popped up that I'd explored, and one of them was unnamed, so I got to name one of them. So that yeah. was quite nice. Um, but yeah. Cool. So how many zones are you up to now in your Conquer Size? I've explored 16. Excellent. I own zero. Yeah, I, I don't own very many at all. They tend to be, um, there's enough people playing locally that I'm, I'm well down the, the pecking order now. Um, I used to own the zone that we live in, but mm. uh, that uh, belongs to someone else now. So, The one that I explored today, which is Fetch Lake, which is actually Priory Lake, um, is owned by Nixter71. Yeah, and we've got, um, there's a fetchy called Bob Bob who owns Fetch Towers, but they've renamed it to Bob Bob Says It's Fetch Towers. Oh. So that's fine. So thank you very much, Bob Bob, if you're, if you're listening to this. Mm. Uh, cool. Yeah. But it's nice to sort of find where you've got gaps in your, in your little map of coverage and try and yeah. tick them off. And anywhere you go, you can, you can sort of t- get zones and collect them. So, yeah. um, I, I really, it's probably one of my favorite games, despite the fact that it's also like one of the simplest. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. So thank you very much, Fetchies, for all those contributions. We've we've still got a one member of the month interview contribution to go out in the next couple of weeks. We're going to do that maybe next week or the week after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep keep sending them in. We love hearing from you. We love hearing what you're up to. Just simple things sometimes. Hand sanitizer, chunky wizard. Yeah, all good. Yeah, even if you want to explain the the trauma you faced at the hands of Fen and Flyer trying to convince you to make a contribution. Mm. Um, we'd love to hear of his uh, his methodology. Yeah. Um, and how you survived. So, um, yeah. Cool. Cool. So, what are you hoping for this week? Then, are you? Um, it looks like it's going to be a nice week for the, mm. or at least for the next couple of days. So, yeah. uh, just getting on with it. Um, we're both going up to. Nottinghamshire, taking you on a couple of walks around there perhaps as well. Yeah, that would be nice. And um, yeah, just getting on with it. Cool. So Yeah, same here pretty much. I'd like to, <laughs> as ever, do more yoga than I've done this week. Anyway, anyway, that's my hope. Keep cool. hoping, keep being optimistic. Well, thank you very much for listening to the podcast, everybody. Um, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with whatever you want to say mm-hmm. uh, or to read what other people are saying about the uh, not show and send us your contributions. You can record them on your phone and email them to podcast at fetcheveryone.com and we never put a healthy contribution down. We'll play every single one so long as it's not full of terrible swearing or mm. um, horrible propaganda, that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but we've never had one of those yet, no. so that's that's good. No, um, that's true. Yeah. So have a good day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Did you guess who it was this week doing our little intro, everybody? It was Mandy Moo. Thanks, Mandy, for your contribution. FetchEveryone.com Probably the coziest podcast in the world.